podcast brought to you by Team Corker. I'm Steph Corker and so excited to have a dear friend and a rad Vancouverite, Jonathan Litchfield, joining me today. Hey, buddy. Hey, how's it going? Well, really great because just before this podcast, you informed me that you are a fan of Team Corker and all of its members. (laughs) I am. I absolutely am a giant fan. Um, I think Vancouverites... I mean, to know you is to love you, and not everyone may have the sweet privilege of knowing you, um, yet we all Mm -hmm. most definitely know of your brick-and-mortar shop. And before we dive into the the tales, can you tell us what you, Jay Litchfield, are up to right now in in the world, or at least in our sweet little land of 604? Yeah. Um, You mean in terms of the shop? Well, I mean, we can start with the shop. People might know about it, but you can just tell us whatever you'd like us to know about you right now. Yeah, well, to be honest, as a business owner, um, and I've, I've recently come to grips with the fact that my business is also my hobby. So it's like, it's all encompassing, but not in a bad way. It's the thing that I love doing and it's kind of, um, it takes up a lot of my time. So it's all in one and the same for me. Um, but yeah, the it just finished um, negotiating an extension on my lease. So that's really good news. I get to stay in Gastown for a, for a while longer, which is exciting for me. Um, uh, especially because Gastown is changing and developing at a pretty quick rate right now. So that's happening. Coming into the, the warmer, more sunny weather means that we all love to be outside. And that means that um, things happen. Vancouver kind of hibernates for uh, several months of the year. And then we all blossom and come out with with the green leaves so um so yeah that's i'm i'm doing all those same things i'm outside with the dog um getting ready to have her spade so that's <laughs> that's an exciting an exciting part of uh our home life amazing um, yeah okay we're, in, we're currently in, in we're yeah we're, we're going through all the stuff things are things are really good just got back from Paris. Good. That was an an inspiring trip. Oh, um, lots of sourcing, lots of lots of creative um, brainwaves going there. So yeah, it was good. Amazing. So if you don't know, Jonathan owns Litchfield. Is it Litchfield and Co? It's just Litchfield. Litchfield in Gastown, a brick and mortar mm-hmm. that we love. I am not even guilty, just proud that my entire Christmas shopping trip was done post escape <laughs> that was one of the the most fun shopping nights of the whole christmas season i'm not gonna lie well really it was fun. my most fun shopping night because it was my only shopping night that was done in a brick and mortar <laughs> I mean, and that's, that's the way to do it well that's a big deal because as you were saying things um you know it, the weather is nice out and so people come outside and i want to know how that impacts brick and mortar for you and where you see the online and offline business going, your sourcing, you have an incredible online presence. How does that impact your store? What can you tell us? Um, I think that, I think it's interesting. I think that um, 
brick, the brick and mortar is absolutely 100% impacted by the weather. Uh, I, I don't like wow. to go out and walk around in the rain and the cold, and I don't think anybody else really does as much. Uh, we all do it if we have to, but all the pleasure shopping really, I think, kind of comes to a little bit of a halt. Um, and we go out if we need to get something for an event or there's absolutely something we need. Um, and I think that I, there's a little bit of a misconception, I think, out there that um, that online shopping, the online sales are growing so rapidly that um, that it's, it's kind of balancing out things at brick and mortar. But, you know, I have talked to a lot of my colleagues that are um, – that operate shops kind of at my level and I'm a one-off specialty, unique uh, little, little shop. And then I've got colleagues that are part of giant corporations um, that run big online stores. And I think from both camps, it, 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 the same thing happens. And that's that people do a lot of pre-shopping online and online is an important place um, to make sure that the, the presence is there. But, people really love an experience. They like to see how things feel, how heavy the thing feels or how soft it feels or how it drapes when they put it on or, you know, they, they want to see exactly how much volume is in the bag. And so they'll do some pre-shopping, but unless it's a product or a brand that they're intimately familiar with, I, th I think people really do, you know, they, they still want that tactile hands-on in-store experience. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can say that my offline shopping experience with you was so wonderful because every item I picked up, you had a story to tell. And mm -hmm. I knew that you had personally curated this space with things that you love. And I was like, is this what it's like walking into your home? And you were like, well, yeah. I'm like, oh my word. <laughs> <laughs> That's so and so obviously you're the owner and the you know, curator, uh, and you're not the only one telling the stories. So how do you go about crafting your team to be able to tell the stories and to give everyone the experience? I mean, I felt so lucky that you just happened to be there that night. Um, what, what does that look like for you as a business owner? Um, with a business that, that's kind of so story dependent as mine, I try to make sure that my team has um, has a relationship with the products and with the brands and with the experience as well. They, it's not going to necessarily be the exact same experience that I do. Um, but I make sure that the people that work uh, at Litchfield care about the same things, have the same values, or at least a lot of the same values that I do in terms of making sure that they, we, we all care about filling our lives with the things that are around us. Mm -hmm. um, it's not, it's not just, you know, coming from a retail background, it's coming from a, bra a background of really enjoying things. And so we understand the products, we understand the smells, we understand the quality, we understand the, the origins, you know, the story of, you know, why this thing is special from Japan, as opposed to having it come from somewhere else. Mm. Um, so it is, I think, maybe a little bit different than some other retail environments where I, really the personality and the background and the experiences of my team really matter. Like I'm hiring very much based on personality and right. not really so much based on skill. Right. And where do you find your people or where have you found your best people? I have been really lucky um, to be able to pull uh, basically from followers of the shop. 
Um, so yeah, we all have, um, some, some really great followers and, and when I've kind of put it out there that we're looking for somebody, the, the best and the brightest bubble to the top and they come up and they say, Hey, I'm, I'm really interested. I'd love to be part of this. And, and it's worked out really well for me. That's cool. And now mm-hmm. can we pull the beautiful linen sheets off of your bed for a minute and say, have you always lived in such a beautiful way? I, uh, this is an awful question. This is a, I feel awkward saying it out loud. Uh, but yeah, kind of the answer is <laughs> yes. Um, it, living in a beautiful way is something that is, is one of my core values because I believe that it's not about just the outward aesthetic, but I really think that when we surround ourselves with beautiful things that we care deeply about each one of those things, then the overall quality of our life really is transformed and when your life is organized and orderly and and beautiful it it makes a difference um and i feel really lucky that this is a philosophy that i wasn't i wasn't aware that it was a conscious decision but my mom raised us with that specific thing in mind she wanted her home to be a place that felt like a refuge for her children and apparently i was talking to her in recent years it was a very conscious decision that she wanted to make it feel beautiful and orderly because she wanted her children to have a, a, that kind of foundation in their life. So I'm, yeah, I've, I'm really lucky that it's always been kind of like this. That's a beautiful thing. Right on. Go for mamas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah go for moms. Go for moms. Uh, I want to know what you're loving these days. Oh, geez. Um, what am I loving these days? I've got a couple. I've got, uh, in terms of things that I'm loving, um, I'm really loving Reeded Glass. I think yeah. that Reeded Glass is, is really um, cool. It's got some interesting d- design history. Um, I'm, I, my, my loves really don't change a lot because I always, I love linen. Mm-hmm. I've loved linen for a long time. I really love linen. Uh, I love, um, what else am I loving these days that I'm excited about? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of getting excited for some more lightness mm. plants. I'm getting excited oh. for green. Nice. Um, I've just brought in some really um, awesome planters from a company called Case Study Ceramics um, from LA. They're kind of the original um, raised planter. Cool. Uh, and I'm there. I'm really loving those, so I'm excited about plants, especially awesome. this spring in the sun. Yeah. Oh, fun. Uh, okay, so you, you you were speaking about outside and the joy of getting outside now that the weather here in the Pacific Northwest is changing. And your recent return from a trip to Paris. And we were giggling before this podcast about how Paris is never a bad idea. And you said it's because Paris is full of just the, what did you say? Uh, I think I said something along the lines of all, the right amount of all the right things. The right amount of all of the right things, to which I said, it is full of way too much of all of the best things, specifically croissants. And, <laughs> yes. and it, we, you know, there's never a bad time to go and get inspired. Uh, no. There's never a bad time to go to that beautiful city. Um, tell me what you, what, what did you get out of the trip? What was the purpose of the trip? And, and how do you bring Paris back to the shop? Um, the 
purpose of the trip was twofold. I went with my partner, Tom, who uh, had a, conf- a conference to go. And I also tried to go, I try to go at least once a year to, to Paris or to Europe at the very least, because I think that it's, I, I like to be reminded of how other parts of the world live. Mm. I think that getting to Asia and getting to Europe is important because it's kind of like when, if you just get stuck in your own backyard all the time, you forget that not everybody thinks the way that you think. And, mm. and the way that we think is great. And the way that we live here in Vancouver, we're so lucky to live in a beautiful city. Um, but it isn't the only way to live. And the things that we surround ourselves with are not the only way to do that. And so you get to a city like Paris um, that is so absolutely saturated with history um, and the pace of life is so different. You know, you're, nobody's getting coffee on the go. No. Um, nobody's getting I, nobody's getting iced coffee so that they can drink it faster. You know, yeah. you, it's, it's such a different pace. And I always find that so um, therapeutic to be reminded that, you know what, it is really good to slow down. And when you slow down, you notice things. You notice the coffee that you're drinking or you notice the people that you're sitting next to. You get to notice the plant that's in the pot next to you. Yeah. And and I, I think that that kind of thing is really important. And and for a, from a creative standpoint, for me, um, I really like to drink in the different aesthetic and see what's happening on a global scale or at least on a European level. Mm. Um, so that I can pull elements of that back into the shop and go, you know what, I think that this is something that will resonate with, with my market right now. Um, so yeah, it, it's on a personal level, I, I find it very useful and on a professional level, I, it's pretty important as well for me. Oh, that's so amazing. It's like, I mean, a question I'm always fascinated by, especially from an entrepreneur to an entrepreneur is like, how are you developing mm-hmm. yourself or investing in yourself? And, and what does, where do you go for inspiration? And the thing, or maybe perhaps the misconception is that like, we're constantly inspired or we're constantly developing ourselves. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah, I joke with my brother about this often that it takes really conscious effort to develop yourself. And, mm-hmm. and while inspiration can flow like a fire hose, sometimes that's also our problem because mm-hmm. we therefore must execute on that inspiration. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's easier to not always be so inspired, um, yet that's not fun at all. So I want to know where you go for inspiration, uh, be it, I mean, obviously Europe and, and going there, you know, maybe once a year. Uh, but I find it so important because you're, you're managing a business and you don't get to just yeah. go to Paris every other week to see what's happening or, no. you know, no. so, so where, what does that look like for you when you're not in Europe? Um, I, I do a, a little Wait, bit like Jonathan, I, I should for qualify. the same reason, let me qualify. It's not only inspiration for your business, just in your life, like all things, because I think yeah. an inspired person is is what really matters the most here yeah okay so that's a great question um i think that i try to tap into nature Uh, on a on a semi-regular basis um i don't do that as regularly as i wish that i did because it's easy to get bogged down with the day-to-day but you know i think that even 
you know, a walk on the beach on a Sunday is an important thing to do, or I try to get up to Whistler as often as I can for a weekend, you know, once a week, once a month or something mm-hmm. to just to get out of the city, that drive even yeah, um, out of the city through the mountains is, is so therapeutic and my brain goes to a different spot and h- hits a different pace. So that is one thing that I, I try to do. Um, I, on a different level, I try to meditate um, mm. and that, really helps me um again kind of reset the balance my brain is one that like you said it can go like a fire hose but something that i struggle with is needing to balance that by slowing it down Mm -hmm. um and so so that's an important element for me and another thing that i i count myself so so lucky with is i have a very diverse group of um of friends i have some really, really, really excellent friends. Some of my closest friends are decades older than me. Mm. Um, so I get to, you know, I would say every other week I have dinner with um, a dear, dear friend and mentor who's in, in, mid, in her mid-70s. Mm. Um, and I find that so inspiring to, to tap into that and have conversations, not just about about business but about life you know and and you know the challenges that face her and the challenges that face me and and talking through those things with someone that's not a a peer I think is important and and likewise I have some friends that are a fair bit younger than me so that's another thing that I do to um to I mean a broad broad term is inspired but to keep to keep things moving in a good a good way in my brain oh beautiful I recently heard that there was a 75-year-old woman that took the stage at TED, and um, I should know who she was or what she was speaking about, but the, the line that was shared with me from a friend who, who was at TED was that this woman took the stage and said, well, all of you want to get to the moon, and if you don't get to the moon, you want to get to Jupiter, and you want AI, and you want robots, I just want to let you know that if you want to you know, be 75 like me, you better learn to love the moment you're in. And That's cool. I thought, heck yes, if we need to hear this from one mm-hmm. generation, it's the generation that has seen so much change and, mm-hmm. and actually are, a, a, I mean, remarkable at adapting to the change, um, mm-hmm. and yet are also the wise souls that just say, you know, slow down there, grasshopper. You better live in this moment before you want a robot to take over your whole life. Yeah, and I think that's a challenge that our generation really struggles with is being in this moment. Oh, totally. Okay, well, uh, on that note, I have one final question for you. <laughs> it has nothing to do with this moment. jeez. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what do you want to know about this moment? I was, I was like, I really want to know what's next or what's evolving or what are you looking forward to? And that it's so funny that we just take a moment to say, let's enjoy this moment and then I... <laughs> and then let's move on to the next. Um, um, interesting. Uh, I'm professionally, I'm, I'm feeling really energized, uh, and I'm excited to to really take things to the to a, a, the next level with uh, with the shop and with the way that the brand is developing. Um, I've in the last couple of months made some very conscious decisions and set out some plans to to really kind of get a little bit more aggressive and take some some more action with that and so I'll be collaborating with a number of brands over the next couple of years um some collaborations are in different stages of 
of development. So that's really exciting. Um, and then I'm also looking at uh, doing some work outside of the shop, doing some creative direction work, which I think will be really fun. So, cool. so yeah, there's, there's some cool things on the horizon I'm, I'm excited about. I've got a lot of energy right now. Amazing. So rad. Okay. Yeah. Well, full disclosure for our listeners. Uh, I had, I mean, fangirl of you for a long time, but ultimate fangirl moment was <laughs> at the wedding of Matt Corker and Chad Clark whom you were dear friends of, uh, Whitney mm-hmm. Houston on the dance floor doesn't get better. Oh my gosh. And nope. Nope. Um, Matt Corker and I did this exercise on a recent podcast and I thought in just keeping it alive, I'm going to do the same exercise with you. So I'm okay. going to give you two options. This doesn't really have anything to do with Whitney, but I just thought everyone should know that we've danced to Whitney. <laughs> you know, if you've danced it's to Whitney, it's an important part of our history. Yeah, totally. These things matter. Uh, so this or that, I give you two options. You pick one, and you have sixty seconds to try to get through my whole list, or the buzzer goes and we're incomplete. That's okay. Okay. Got That's it. Fun. No pressure. Mm-hmm. All pressure. I'm, I'm up to it. Okay. Here we go. Ready? Okay. Yeah. Dog or cat? Dog. Netflix or YouTube? Netflix. Phone call or text? Text. Music or podcast? Music. Sorry. Form or function? Form. Pop or indie? Pop. Big party or small gathering? Oof, that's a tough one. Can I do both? Work Um, hard or play hard? Moving on. uh, Work hard. What's worse, laundry or dishes? A laundry. Bath or shower? Shower. Sneakers or sandals? Sneakers. Email or letter? Email. Passenger or driver? Driver. Car or truck? Car. Money or free time? Money. Coffee cup or thermos? Coffee cup. Train or plane? Train. Iced coffee or hot coffee? Hot. Meat or vegetables? Meat. <laughs> yeah. Did we do it all? We did it all. <laughs> I Amazing. didn't love this. I'm going to create a whole new list. You're the second, the second round of that. Matt and I did one, and I was like, I'm going to do it with Jonathan. I just think it's so fun to think on our feet and to, to awesome. make more decisions. I love okay. that. Our last question that we wrap with is, what is making your heart beat faster? Oh, currently, what is making my heart beat faster? The sun. Ah, gorgeous. Yeah. You can't beat the sun when the sun shines in Vancouver. You can't. Yeah. I love the sun. Light, light is everything. Oh, light. Light and linen. Jonathan Litchfield, thank you so much for joining Team Corker on Uncorked, the podcast featuring rad people doing rad things in a place you love. 